and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap the Vlog. Sorry. Holy Crap the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because um, I forgot my damned hat. And there was a good reason for that. It's my ride for Roswell hat. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Part of this is follow through with the old adage sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. Ain't that case this time. I'm known as Shuchin Triple. I'm your main host for the evening. I can be pretty much found everywhere under that name. If you have a problem spelling it, it's S-H-U-J-I-N. If you have a problem with Tribble, talk to Callie Wright, because right now I can't talk, apparently, and I'm drinking coffee. Only <laughs> coffee tonight. The reason for that. Would you like to borrow my uh, vodka? No. <laughs> How about my rum? No. I heard a dirty rumor they're not making Bacardi. Uh, Bacardi's not making 151 anymore, so it's like, ooh, I've got what? a bottle of it. Why? I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, it's a dirty rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know. We'll figure it out anyway here. But it is uh, a big search on uh, on uh, Google. I'll take your word on that one. Uh, uh, who's having a problem spelling? I can't talk tonight. That's my problem. I don't know why. We'll figure it out. Uh, top left-hand corner of the North American bingo card. Hi, Dallin. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. How the hell are you? Uh, not too better bad. Than, I, better than uh, last night, right? Well, oh, um, we were both a little, uh, we were both a little kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, Ooh, they get discontinued. No, but today I um, today I had to turn in my. Uh, I actually got my old AF card today. Um, old as fuck. Yep. Oh, wait, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new world record on the show. Well done, man. Yeah. Well done. Anyways, um, cheers. No, the uh, the old paper has been giving me some grief lately. Oh. Um, I'm trying to figure out why. So I went to the optometrist today, and they said, "Yeah, your uh, prescription, it ain't quite working." So within seven to ten business days, so within the next uh, week or so, uh, these will be going goodbye, and I'll be saying hello to progressives, the lenses, not the ideology. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was thinking of the car insurance. Actually, I was kind of thinking, I mean, seven to 10 business days, that's, that's normally considered. Is, is, I mean, after the conversion it, it, across the border, is that one Canadian week? Is that why you're stretching it from up to 10 days? Cause, uh, no, I'm just quoting what they told me. Oh, all right. But uh, yeah, so by the, by the time I get back from my, uh, my next trip next week, uh, I should, yeah, I should have them by then. So we shall see. But um, yeah, there is one small thing about progressive lenses though for the amount i paid for those things i could almost have bought a computer yeah like they are i, I had no idea like, oh yeah here you know here we have our nice lenses and, and these are the perfect ones for you i'm like okay how much you know thinking oh maybe i'll get a nice pair of shades too maybe look at some contacts yeah one pair 900 bucks oh Oh, now that was for like the, that, that's for the Cadillac lenses, you know, the, 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 the Nikon lenses, you know, the, the, the ones that are apparently just as good as, you know, the lens of a camera. 
And while I will admit invest a good investment into your eyes is a good thing, hmm. but yeah, it was a, that was a bit much in it. Yeah. So I did end up, um, they, they had a second line, which was not, uh, not quite Nikon, maybe Canon. I don't know. Um, they were quite a bit less and turns out my insurance kicked in for a portion of it. So yeah, but, but still, um, ow. Yeah. Don't you be ragging on Canon. You, you, you know, Canon's the one that I got. You know, you yeah, know, I, know. I, I know I was, yeah. Yeah. I just you know, Nikon, whatever, you know, Minolta. Some people don't remember Minolta. I, I didn't. I've, I've still got my freaking tank of a SRT. One. You yeah. Okay. Know. Look, yeah. Right. Okay. They also said they had a house brand uh, that I could have called Kodak, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I chose the middle of the road. I, I was thinking, you know, the the, um, the the house brand sounds nice and everything, and it has all the same warranty and everything like that. But at the same time, uh, okay, you know, okay, so so that much money, and then they like, you know, melt after you know. I go down to Oklahoma one time, and the sun just melts them, and mm. you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, so so yeah. Hello, I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I was gonna say. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. a it's 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 a choice. Be able to see thirty two core i something process. Yeah, it's kind uh, of a hard choice at that point, isn't it? Yeah, look, the the, the thirty two core. I will wait at least six months after Cyberpunk twenty seven hundred comes out before I buy it or twenty seventy seven. Can't say I blame you. Midwest of the U.S. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. You having fun with all this now? Oh yeah, uh, I, I I got progressive lenses years ago. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking more along the lines of the fact that you're like awake now. Oh well, semi. I haven't Hello. had any caffeine, so she brought yeah. cookies. That's true. Yeah, I've got That's cookies. True. We'll we'll tell you about that in, in a minute. Outside of um, oh wow, I got kicked out of a restaurant. <laughs> Evening, uh, Unrenowned Tech. You having yourself a great time today? Yeah, well, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about the whole kicked out of the restaurant thing. Part of me goes, you know, it's a public facing thing. You know, it's we we talk about how it's inappropriate to pick something, kick somebody out due to their sexuality. Again, it's, you know, inappropriate to kick them out based on their political stance. But at the same time, here we have a public figure who is supposed to be a liaison for the president, not a defender who has compromised the office that she actually holds in many ways. And in my opinion, the public officials need to be reminded that we pay their salary, that they're there to serve us, not service us. And by refusing service, it is a reminder of a privately owned business of, Hey, you're not doing your job right. We're not ready to serve you until you start doing it right. So like I said, I, I was kind of borderline on that whole thing. But um, I, I cannot lie. A part of me was really enjoying the Scheuden fraud on that one. Well, okay. and, and from my understanding on that, the reason why she uh, threw her out was she has a whole bunch of uh, employees that are LBGT. And with all the bashing that she's done on LBGT people, yeah, they wanted her gone. Now, the part that pissed me off about the whole thing is that she should have used her personal or private 
uh, Twitter account to talk about that because it wasn't done in an official capacity. And yeah. yet she used her government official account for that shit. That pisses me off. Well, Trump does all the time. Trump's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, his IQ is less than a rock. Well, all right, all right. Now, now, now we're not going to let you go ahead and talk smack about rocks. Well, I was going to say I'm complimenting a rock. They're smarter than Trump. No, I, I was, I was, I was going to say Gestalt, but I, I don't think German is really the the way to go on this one. So, we'll, well just, if I remember correctly, um, Trump's heritage actually his his background of his family is from Germany. And I, considering mine come from uh, Poland on my mother's side, I yeah, I have some feelings about that. Yeah, as as the Italian in the group, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I, mm. No, we're not, we're not, we're not going to do this. There's, there's a, there's a real no, thing. Uh, in, in an apology to Germany, I have, I do not think that just because somebody has German heritage means that they're a bad person. There are bad persons with all different heritages. I just think Trump is a bad person. Period. Fair enough. Uh, we got, uh, we got folks just joined us. So I'm going to get to him in just Dude, a couple seconds. Dude, his hair but looks great. We'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. But Joseph. From Paris. Wow. Good morning. That, that's what I was Good talking morning. about. Joseph's hair. Oh, Joey. Never mind. Joey. You guys, guys, guys. Good. One at a time. Joseph was in first. Good morning, Paris. Good morning. And Joey's hair does indeed look great. What if, you know, it's, See, there you go. It's like pulling forget hot fire. <laughs> Good morning, Joey. <laughs> Um, enjoy it while it lasts because I'm getting a haircut here shortly. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, look look at the brights in the back. Well, we won't look at the back. We'll try that. Well, I I think looking at the back of my head probably would be kind of counterproductive to the uh, idea of the show. Yes, yeah, a very good oh, point. By the, yeah, but if we want to see both, we could just put a mirror behind him, and then we could see the front and the back at the same time. Yeah, we no nobody need nobody needs that kind of level of vanity. Uh, Joey, uh, as far as the microphone, are you talking through like a, a mic on the on the screen or something? I should be talking through the boom, but let me check because I yeah, apparently cleared my cache. Oh yeah, it's actually going through my. Um, yeah, it's going through something else. There we go. See. How about now? Oh, that's the way to Nice. Wait till you hear. Yeah, wait till you hear the playback later and go, yeah, that, that's not right. No, I had to clear my cache, uh, I believe, yesterday morning or the evening before. I don't know. But, um, Usually do that. It it reset everything as far as like settings and password saving and all that crap. So fair enough. Alrighty. Well, now that we got everybody uh, set up over here, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, And of course, for those of you that are watching live right now, thank you very kindly. Of course, use the live chat somewhere on the I don't care where it is on your screen because on me, it's over there. For those of you that are listening, that doesn't mean jack squat, but you know what? It makes for great TV. 
<laughs> Whatever. Don't worry about it. So over in the live chat, uh, yeah, so somebody kind of popped in briefly at the top of everything. Um, uh, ignore the pony behind the curtain over there. There's a thing. I'll, I'll Maybe I'll explain it later if anybody really asks. So who's over there? Uh, Katya, Trippin, Stephanie. Good enough for me right now. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course, take advantage of the live chat. And what did you did you take a look over there and see what happened? I did, in fact, take a look over there and see what happened. And yeah, yeah, um, this is what happens when several accounts try to use the same computer simultaneously. Oh, I know, I know. I, I sent an email. I sent an email to a coworker with the wrong email address, and they kind of looked at me funny and went, uh, "What the hell is?" It? I'm like, pseudonym. Uh, yeah, I, I I know exactly the feeling. Yeah. Better than an antonym. No, 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 no. no. The, the anthem would at least got a chuckle. This got me a creepy look. Yeah, see, I've 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 sort of got that problem because believe it or not, the no the the gnome that I use of Shujin Tribble, sorry, Shujin Tribble is actually uh, recognized by the post office up over here, where they're just like. Um, is this you? Yeah, it's a it's a nickname that I use for stuff online. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Anything which, with my works out good that way. Which is surprising because uh, my roommate has a lot of trouble getting stuff, which they they use a different name uh, online through which they do all their Etsy stuff and what's whatnot and understandable uh they they care about their privacy they also care about personal protection because they don't have the most um anyway anyway going on well yeah just domestic issues in the past it's an issue so um Mm -hmm. but the post office at least the post office here gives them a lot of hassle over it Mm, that's too bad. Yeah, I which think- is why they ended up putting my name, my real name, because it's the only name I use, um, as the care of for all of those. Yeah, I think part of it is that uh, you know I'm out in the sticks comparatively, and you know whatever, you know just whatever. At least they know full well the address is right. The name, eh? Okay, so works out good. Considering that we're the only ones that have ever had an address at this location, uh, I don't think it's uh, I don't I don't think it's far fetched for them to go. Well, it's not like you're getting somebody else's mail because um, it's addressed to the right address. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, because before we had the house here, this was farmland. How do I know? Because there is still a piece of rusty uh, barbed wire fence wrapped up on the corner of the plot. Wow. Anyway, we're uh, we're we're behind schedule, but uh, that's okay. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a partially fun night, partially disappointing night. Uh, I'll explain in a couple of moments. So let me just go ahead and get everything rolling over here. So we're five minutes on the clock for you guys. Your five minute freestyle starts right now. This week, OTR. And before anybody goes ahead and tries to figure out what is this TLA, uh, TLA is three-letter acronym. At least it was a TLA, and it wasn't a ETLA, which is an extended three-letter acronym. There's also the uh, HETLA, which is the hyper-extended 
three letter equity. You, you see where this is going because it, it's not going to have any kind of impact on the rest of the uh, everything, the rest of it all. I, in this case, OTR is uh, old time radio. I have got still CDs. Now, I had bought several of these Jack Benny CDs from uh, Hamfests over the years, which these days I really don't have to because, I mean, archive.org, I think it is, uh, has got, you know, pretty much everything. And various podcasts have uh, restreamed them and everything. And uh, there are two things about it that I kind of got to thinking about this week. Uh, one of which is the idea of the technology that we're using for them these days. Uh, considering that Jack Benny, yes, uh, some people remember who he is. And some people only know him because of me, and you, you're welcome for that. Yeah, he's uh, his first CD I've got is got him from you know as early as 1932, and uh, his very first on air was. Uh, Hello, this is Jack Benny speaking. There will be now a pause while you all say, while you while you all say, who's that? And who only knew that you know he would be on the air for thirty years, pretty much at the top of his game for the vast majority of it. But um, the technology that we've used over the years for, especially old time radio, um. Man, you know, now, of course, you know, digital downloads, all the rage. The kids are doing it. Ask, ask the kids. They'll, they'll explain it to you. Um, before that, of course, you know, like I was saying, you know, CDs, optical media. Uh, before that, I had, and what kind of got me started on the kick was, believe it or not, just good old-fashioned audio tape cassettes in my car. When I would drive like an idiot on a Friday night after working most of the day and up until eight o'clock at night. And I would drive from Long Island to outside of Buffalo all night with no FM radio coverage in some sections of the state. So I bought old time radio cassettes, stuff like Abbott and Costello and Ed Wynn, George and Gracie. And there was Jack Benny on one of those. So I got the, I kind of got the bug with it from that. Now, audio tape is, you know, all well and good. About the only thing that was automatic on that particular car was the reverser on that uh, cassette player. But I thought back onto it, and it's like, okay, how far back does it uh, does it go? Well, they were transcribed onto platters of vinyl, literally cut into them. And even on top of that, there were magnetic wire yeah you 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 heard me right coiled wire kind of like guitar strings the really thick ones where you know you've got the one piece of metal down the middle and you got to coil around it and they would magnetize that and they would read it back the same way as you would with audio audio tape and records and it's so funny to think back on how much things have changed over the decades and almost century in some cases for some of this stuff. But one thing that hasn't really changed is the comedy. Yeah. There's a, a lot of pieces that are, you know, they're time dependent. You kind of have to know who mayor LaGuardia was a little short 
angry man that he was, mayor of New York once upon a time, the one that they named LaGuardia Airport after. Yes, he was the mayor of New York City. So, you know, if, if you don't if you don't know some of these pieces, yeah, some of the jokes kind of go past your head. All right. But a lot of this comedy, man, still holds up. 70 years later, for no other reason other than it's just about the human condition. And that's one of the things I love about it. In some ways, it's so innocent. In other ways, it's absolutely timeless. And right now, sometimes these days, a lot of that timeless humor is exactly what we need to offset all of the pressure. Zepitode 216 on the docket, Your Honor. Argue honestly. Now, we've, we've talked on many an occasion about, you know, logical fallacies and arguing honestly. And, and if you're going to talk on a subject, at least be, you know, fair about it. And it's been a little while since we've done it. And uh, Dal and I were talking uh, last night during our show and kind of thinking, all right, what are, what are we going to talk about? Because don't don't really want to go into the whole dumpster fire that's been going on. But I want to have at least something that's worthwhile. I actually seriously considered a bring your own bitch fest tonight. But this seemed to be a better idea because I've had to deal with the Tukwokwe argument all over the freaking place. And that's kind of what prompted it. Cause I kept going over to, you know, your logical fallacy is dot com. And some people were really not liking that. And to them I say, Oh well, if the shoe fits, you know, suck on the toe, man. So yeah, get good. It, effectively, yeah. Yeah. But so we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through some of that. Um, if you want to follow along with a couple of pieces, you might want to open up a separate tab on your browser right now and go open up your logical fallacy is.com. It's over in the show notes uh, already. If you want to go ahead and do it that way. But of course, as usual, before I get everything rolling over here and uh, forgive me, my eyes are getting a little off on me at the moment, but uh, uh, unfortunately I don't have any news uh, as far as Rafe Badawi is concerned for this week. Um, I did see that his wife is off doing something uh, off West, I think is where it was. I could be wrong. I Forgive me, I, I didn't write it down. I kind of saw it. I didn't really pay close enough attention. It came across on Twitter, and it just, I saw it, and then it was gone. It was like, well, I'm a little bit busy, such as. But unfortunately, we have no new good news in particular. So as of the recording of tonight's show, that now means that we are currently six years, seven days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting on you. And for what it's worth on the bright side, ladies are going to be driving, man. We're talking about that. Thank you for that. So anyway, let me uh, let me really quickly uh, explain. And and do, am I pronouncing it? I I always screwed up. Is it too quote quay? 
Tukwaku. I I forget which way it's pronounced. I and I you're I, asking the wrong guy. Yeah, I I know. I I and the funny part of it is I actually wrote it down on uh, on Facebook for myself. So I'm kind of whatever. And my I eyes are not playing nice. Yeah, I think it's feeling. Tukwaku. Tukwaku. Okay. Latin was not my subject. Anyway, oh, uh, by the way, before I forget the uh, the hat, um, today was the ride for Roswell for uh, Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Um, the ride for Roswell fundraiser out of Second Life, uh, we earned, when all is said and done, after everybody got their cut of the pie, thanks guys, uh, we end up with approximately $390 USD. I say approximately because there's an extra 88 cents left over. You'll forgive me if I end up keeping the 88 cents. Just because it'll keep out all the numbers even. Yeah. Plus, you know, you got to pay tier and all that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, when all, when all is said and done. Besides, as it was, uh, I actually rounded up uh, slightly the amount in Second Life. So I kind of feel like that's close yeah. uh, Close enough. Anyway, so um, as soon as I've got the word that um, the money made its way into my uh, PayPal account, that will be going to the uh, uh, to the team's coffers. So all of you that helped out with that, no matter how, thank you very much. Unfortunately, we did not go out to ride. Last night when I was looking over the weather reports, we were looking at uh, at about 10... Yeah, about 10 p.m. local. Uh, the National Weather Service was saying showers, rain, and thunderstorms with a 90% certainty. And that's the point where I said, you know what? No. I, I will do rain. I will even do moderate rain. I will not do lightning. It turned out that we didn't have thunderstorms. So I made the call early because... 90% certainty. Yeah, you know, I'm willing to go with 90% certainty. It, things changed. So we didn't go to ride. I kind of feel bad about it, but as I've said before, they get their money. And ultimately, that's the most important part of it all. So so I've got, I've got my hat, and uh, we will be doing our thing from there. Anyway, so... <laughs> tripping thanks just digging the couch for 12 cents yeah that's uh no that's that's not gonna have happen i don't have any pocket change in the, in the couch trust me all right uh so two quick way quick whatever it is latin it's um basically the appeal to hypocrisy otherwise known as well jimmy did it first so i should be allowed to do it right yeah, no, that, that, that doesn't work. The argument has been used um, ad nauseum right now. Sorry? May I interject? Um, yeah, it's, it's not, to quote is not quite that. It's, it's, your accus- it's accusing your accuser of doing the same thing and justifying it that way. Well, yes, yes. And, and, and that's it. It's like kettle calling kettle black, basically. No, I I got you, I got you, and, and I thought that I was close enough. All right, 
you're quite right. You're quite right. Sorry. No, no, no. That's that's. Uh, I don't mind being corrected. As long as you did it right, which you did. So don't don't sweat it. Um, but the um, the argument has been made, and, and forgive me. I'm I'm going to try to steer as far away as I can get away with from the really hot button stuff, which is the uh, border immigration policies that are in effect currently here in the United States. We're not going to go into debating any of that part. I want everybody to know on, ahead of time. I really don't want to be doing that because I've, like a lot of other people, it's just become too damn mind-numbing. So we're not going to be dealing with that. We're dealing specifically with the, well, in this particular case, the argument that's been coming up time and time again, which is, well, Obama was doing it, so why are you arguing, why are you complaining now? Two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. Yeah, and the thing is, we were complaining back in the day, too, or they were complaining as much as we are complaining now. Like, and what? No, like, really, to quote, um, to quote Henry Rollins, it's just this, it's the same mouthful of mouthwash sloshing over to the other side. You know, whatever, like if they, if they want to point something, I'll say, well, Obama did it. Well, yeah. And you yelled and screamed as much as we're yelling and screaming now. So, you know, what has changed? Spoiler, nothing. Yeah. And well, uh, yeah, and also Obama to do, why is it okay for Trump to do? And, and you'll find that I think a lot of the, uh, the, the accusations coming from the left, that they're demonstrably justified whereas Obama accusations weren't. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there was there all sorts of too. delusional paranoia coming from the right. Yeah, the, there's... You know, Hillary's pizza parlor. Oh, did, uh, or any, anything involving Alex Jones. Yeah. There's you know, a... I actually saw, read something somewhere where he was actually treated seriously. Like where where he is an actual voice for uh, the so-called right side of history, and I'm thinking this is the guy that yells and screams about something being put in the water to make frogs gay. He's a believer in chemtrails. He chases after every single conspiracy theory, uh, like a like a dog chasing a, another dog in heat. Um, need I bring up Sandy Hook? You know, I saw a documentary on that, and. I really wanted to dust off the old binder I've got on the bookshelf here about uh, creating the uh, bitch slap over IP protocol because man alive, I wanted to reach through the monitor and I wanted to, I wanted to leave a lasting impression on his face. Let's just put it that way. Uh, you know, before we get flagged and everything else, uh, you know, I'm not condoning violence against anybody, ladies and gentlemen, but at the same time, uh, some people just stick their necks out, stick their noses out way too far. Yeah, there's a there's a thing about this whole, which is uh, you don't you don't even have to deal with the modern modern the current crisis humanitarian crisis that's been going on. We can go back here in the U.S. in particular because I I, I know about this far more than any other and. 
you, you forgive me, I kind of live here, so that I'm a little bit biased on this angle. I remember hearing, you know, over the past couple of administrations where it's flip-flopped back and forth between one side saying, well, you're not allowed to do this because you're not allowed to. And the other side's going, well, we're just doing what you did. What's your problem? Yeah. And then things change and the mirror goes back up and the everybody changes seats and it's it's back and forth and back and forth. The problem of it is it is incredibly monstrously dishonest. And I've heard the best takedown in very small in a very small sentence. The best takedown that I've heard so far and it came from it came from a buddy of mine that I knew back from high school. And um, I have no idea if you're watching or listening, but uh, Carl, damn, you, you, you called it. The takedown of it is, yeah, and it was wrong then too. Yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the problem. We have every, sorry. We have a lot of, not everybody, we, ha we have a lot of people who are simply hammering on this item over and over and over again because they think that it's the end-all, be-all argument. And not understanding that they sound like a petulant seven-year-old wanting to stay up late. You know, when you got, uh, when you got more, than, uh, more than one kid, well, how come he gets to stay up? until 10 o'clock i mean i was uh i wasn't allowed to stay up until uh 10 o'clock when i was his age well you know, things things have changed you know you, you you get the idea it kind of works around several different ways but this is this is one that's really driven me up a wall because i can go through my facebook feed and i can see it over and over and over and over and over and the thing that hurts the most is it's people who are associated with people I know who are making the argument because they just keep hammering away. And I don't want to say that they're just in their own little bubble, but they're kind of in their own little bubble. And that's, that's the thing that hurts the most because then the people that I know who see it have to know and realize full well, yeah, these people aren't the nicest people. So, uh, feel free to jump in at any point because uh, I know for well that we're we're going to end up talking about a couple of these other fallacies because, well, we we might as well hit a couple of them because I ain't going to spend the whole night trying to pronounce something in Latin because, God damn, it's not going to have happen. I think one of the biggest fallacies I've been seeing lately is. Um the no true Scotsman. <laughs> no, I mean, it is coming up left, right, and center all over the place these days. Like there is a certain group of uh, people out there that are, well, I, I mean, I'll just say it. There's some on the extreme left right now that are, if you hear, if you listen to them, they, it almost sounds like they are, advocating a full communist state and 
as anybody knows, um, well, no true soci no socioeconomic model we can ever dream of ever works perfectly because of the human factor. Humanity is fallible. But to hear a lot of these people talk, it's like, oh, well, you know, Stalin and them, they weren't true communists. I've actually heard this. Well, it, let, let's be fair. I don't know anybody who actually was. Right. But the thing is, yeah, but the thing is for some idealistic person to basically in order for communism to work as perfectly as the model suggests, it would, it would actually require a global shift overnight. It would, it would have to be all points hit all at the same time to the point that there is no uh, governing bodies anymore. Cause that, that's what the, that's what the whole idea is, is that there's no governing body but everybody still works towards the common goal. But the but as soon as you put together, let's say a team of people who would say be in charge of resource distribution, you know, because because everything works for the greater good, but then everybody has to benefit. If if crops are all going into a central hub from which people are then to feed from, well, then someone would have to administer that place to make sure that the food is distributed equally. But then now you have someone who is an administrator, who is therefore a leader, someone to look forward to, boom, the model falls apart. But people will still say, oh, that's not true communism. Nobody here was a true communist. You know, I, I know what a true communist is. You didn't know what color your freaking shoelaces were this morning because you were so freaking stoned. These are just some of the people I'm hearing this from, people who are just completely not connected to reality. And even people on the right you talk about uh, capitalism, like, oh, well, you know, America's not true capitalist or anything like that. And it's, again, it's like no, no true socioeconomic model on its own will ever stand and ever work. Because of the human factor, there has to be a blend. But nobody wants to hear that these days. Will it blend? Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, for what it's worth, I think... Uh, I think you got to move the uh, microphone. I think you're breathing across your mic. Just lift it up a little bit. Either that or he's reacting to what I said with absolute disdain. It could be. That works. Thanks. Man. Anyway, and we'll see how this plays out. Uh, Joseph, a uh, little bit better for you at this point. I guess we'll see what happened. Joseph had to disappear for a couple of moments. He was having a connection mm. issue, which is kind of funny because uh, he posted that he was getting really good, uh, really good downlink speeds. So uh, I don't, I don't know. Let's see what's going on. So, um, for those of you that were trying to figure it out, by the way, uh, no true Scotsman is uh, no true Scotsman uh, wears underwear under his kilt. I guess is is what that's that's the way it works, right, Bridget? You not even bothering at this point, are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, do they? I I can't say for certain. I've I can only, never peeped. I don't know. I I can I can only say as far as uh, I I only know from the song, and if that's to be believed, that is correct. Yeah, I think the only Scotsman I could ever get close to asking, he'd probably respond like, well, why don't you come over here and find out? Oh, good. It's actually pretty good. 
Well, you could you could ask Dave Fitzgerald if he does. I don't know him well enough, but I if you, I'll ask him. <laughs> Next time I see him, I might even peep. I wouldn't do that. Folks, if you'd like to contribute to Bridget's uh, apparently um, <laughs> need for additional alcohol for the show, please remember that's uh, Bridget Fitch, thirteen hundred Elmwood Avenue, Buffalo, New York one four two two two. Dial carefully and good luck. It's been a long time. I almost couldn't get that one out this time. I'm really regretting not getting that uh, ginger beer I was going to buy this weekend. Uh, anyway, so anyway, uh, no, 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 the um, the no true Scotsman fallacy is it, very simply no true Scotsman would do X. Well, O'Malley over there, he's he's a Scotsman and he does X. He's not true Scotsman. Yeah, that's that's as far as I go. I'm I'm Italian. I, I, well, don't, I don't know. Okay, well, and how many times has heretic woman run into this one with like, oh, they're not real Muslims? Yeah, yep. Yeah. All you got to do is take a listen to some of the past episodes. No, no, tr- oh, uh, was it no true imam? Yeah, uh, or or whatever the the name is for the the. Yeah, uh, or oh, we we Quranic don't listen scholars. to those imams who make that translation of the Quran because, um, they they are. They, they've been tainted by the West. Translation, they're not saying what we need them to say. Mm. Or won't. No, yeah. I, I, w- I would say at this point, need. Because okay. they, you know, just, they have a narrative that uh, needs to be followed, like just about any other ideology out there these days. And anyone who is even tangentially aligned with those idealists who speaks so much as one degree out of turn. Oh, they're not true to the faith as it were. Yep. And that's another one that's been popping up. How can you be Christian and, and not be moved by these, the sounds of these, these kids that are in, in cages? Well, they're, they're a Christian and they're, they're no true Christian. And yeah. You've been hearing this one, whether you like it or not, you've been hearing it. It's been going around and it, uh, it gets to be more fun because I've talked about this one before. I've actually heard from people who have said, you know, Catholics aren't Christians because the Catholics, they're no, they're not a true Christian. Uh, yeah, you, you, you might want to go back through this argument again because you, you're doing that one because they're Christian. Trust me. No, Catholics aren't Christian. Whatever. Wasn't that the whole thing about the Virgin Mary or something like that? Uh, again, I, I don't well, I don't know Catholicism that well, so yeah, there's there's a few different uh, avenues of that approach. Uh, I've heard it said because uh, oh, you you worship the the Virgin Mary, and you know, or you know, some people like to say that it's polytheistic because of all the saints and whatnot. But yeah. See the Roman Catholics, they've got a they got a special they got a special way of dealing with it. They don't talk to God. They don't even talk to Jesus. They talk to mom because mom gets shit done. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Nope. You're nope. talking about the Mother Mary? Exactly. Yeah. Well, she only became popular around the 12th century. Doesn't matter. 
that's well, that's that's what's going on that, now, man. That, regardless of when it became popular, it's the fact that it did. They changed mascots, and I I wonder why. That's an interesting history point. I think it's just by it actually it happened without uh, the the Vatican having any control over it. They just noticed that all of the uh, the mostly uh, peasants were they had a uh, an affection for one of the saints, which was hmm. it, it was kind of a trend a trend that they they noticed, and then of course they began to exploit. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, if you can if you can turn a trend into profit, or in this case, you know, well, profit spelt with a ph. Uh, tech. Yeah, Tech, both? Mm, sure. Both. Yeah, both. Both. Both, Dallin. Yeah, both <coughs> with an L. Both with an L. What? Uh. <laughs> Never mind. There's not enough of one chemical or another flowing through my body at this point for that. <laughs> the way he was saying both. I am either not caffeinated nor drunk oh. enough. Yeah, even and even from the the completely sober side of the spectrum, I didn't get it. <laughs> it, it I don't, I don't, I don't. You know what? Fine. We're, we're, we're taking the wrong thing. I think. To say that they can't all be zingers. No, doesn't matter. That's okay. So yeah, it's not a relative. It's not relevant. The yellow is. But not I, know, I, just, I do find that interesting. That um. That the Vatican actually shifted because of public opinion. Well, they were so busy. If you look at the history, um, they were so busy pushing uh, like certain saints on the people. Um, people do tend to have a mind of their own when they, you know, they don't like being manipulated. So, and and I'm not sure what it was about the 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 Virgin Mary, but it was. Um, that that was appealing to the peasants, but uh, anyways, it just be, it just began to, to to catch on. Yeah. Well, uh, Stephanie's got something interesting over here. Uh, Stephanie's so saying uh, just about when the Europeans were finally forced converted, forced to replace Freya, etc., they turned to Mother Mary, uh, and it's listed as a question mark, so it's kind of oh kind of, that that. So okay, that that does that sparks. Yeah, that that plays because I, I forgot the whole um, you know, oh, um, replace one saint with another. Yeah, you know, the, the Saturnalia. Oh, oh, yeah, Christmas is like that too. You know, yeah, we we have gifts and 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 stuff and and oh, you got the evergreen thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas trees. That that's part of our stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just a continuation of the Christian finger in every cake campaign. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's another piece about it, too, uh, knowing full well that there's a saint for everything. And before you go ahead and tell me, no, there isn't, there's a, there's a patron saint for television. Okay? So don't give me, don't give me squat. It was, it was somebody who was in, having fever-induced hallucinations and saw pictures on a wall. Well, I so, up about, about Freya? Uh, that was that was as far as she put. That uh, made it, no. it was 
this oh. it was uh somebody on the 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 chat who wrote that oh, Stephanie was, did yeah it's a really good point i never yeah. i never thought about it. maybe it wasn't freya but maybe it was another uh, well, pagan it, god that's 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 the thing is what a lot of people's arguments saying that you know uh catholicism is really pagan it goes back to the whole very early days of the church when, you know, Christianize all the kingdoms. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they doctored things around a bit. I mean, if, if I remember correctly, the birth of Christ was supposedly, you know, sometime further in the spring rather than in the middle of May, late December. And, that got changed around to uh, to accommodate those who pract- who uh, practiced Yule Tide and such, and they they didn't decide on Christmas either. Uh, that that also happened around the the eleventh twelfth century. It, it, it's a lot of it. It was a lot of uh, you know, give a little here, take a little there for many centuries before we ended up with the uh, idea of Christianity that we have today. Yes, the early Christian church, the Borg of theology. Yeah, And, you know, you're talking about uh, patron saint for everything, and, oh, my God, the best quote in the world. Oh, I was going to ask if you had actually done a quick Google search and pulled up, like, a list of them. No, no, no. Just uh, I'm pretty sure the only – I'm pretty sure they – they don't have a patron state of premature ejaculation, but I hear it's coming quickly. <laughs> now I have now I have history of the entire world, I guess, stuck in my head. You're is welcome. It, is it legal to love Jesus yet? <laughs> yeah, no. I've like I've linked that one before. So, so drop drop a note into our into our chat so I remember to relink that again because that that was too good not to. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, now see the uh, the thing about there being a, a patron saint for freaking everything, and I do not exaggerate. You you can find a patron a patron saint in the Roman Catholic Church for damned near everything, and there are overlaps. There are multiples for it. So is but, um well, well, well mother oh, okay okay go ahead hold that thought one second. I believe part of the rationale of it is because these patron saints are real people from all over the Catholic Church's domain. So there is a patron saint not very far away from wherever it is that you lived, and they are the patron of whatever church nearby. And you can find that these days locally in, like... um, uh, I don't know. There, there's a. I forget what the, what they would typically be, but there are Roman Catholic churches that are like Saints Thomas and and Jos- Josephus. I don't whatever the hell it is. You you, you know where I'm going. But remind me, what, what's the patron saint of masturbation? I don't know, but I'll get a handle on that one as soon as I can for you. What was it you were going to say, Dylan? Uh, I was just wondering, like, um, I know they've been working on uh, on deifying or, or getting uh, a sainthood bestowed upon Mother Teresa. Yeah, fuck that noise. Sorry. No, no, Sorry. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There, there could be something to that. Um, she could be the patron saint of BDSM. No. Or the patron saint of torture porn. Um, or the patron saint of 
patron saint of malpractice. Jo- Joseph, apparently there is no patron saint of masturbation because masturbation is a sin. However, Saint Drogo is the patron saint of unattractive people. You're not my saint. <laughs> you're, you're kidding. There is actually a patron saint of unattractive people. Does that really surprise anybody? There's a saint for everything or a god or a minor deity for everything. I mean, think about it. Well, everything Does that, any my, of that surprise, surprise you? Hey, my, my got, point. Sorry. I was just going to say, you, you, you got St. Augustine of Hippo, who is the patron saint of addiction. Uh, addicts. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, to help them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we, most, most of the saints seem to be geared around, you know, claiming credit for positive things or um, <laughs> exploiting vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basically, both of those categories. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's maybe like I should. The, the, the extended hand, because, oh, yeah, well, what you did there, well, uh, you know, it was God who's responsible for that. So actually, um, you have to pay us. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just, I just really quickly just did a, a search for uh, what did I write it up as? List of Roman Catholic saints. Mm-hmm. It, Google gave me a, a, box to start it off with that says according to Wikipedia A because it's broken down by name and it started off with A it gave me a list of one, two, three, four, five, six to start off with the first one is Adrian of Nicomedia the patron saint of Arms dealers, butchers, guards, and soldiers. And that's the first one. We won our cut. Yeah. So yeah, when I when I say that there is a there is a patron saint for everything, there is a patron saint for everything. Wow. Non-masturbation. Again, as as stated. You you can't have a patron saint for a sin. Oh, wait a minute. Um, murder is a sin too. Hmm. You know, remember, we'll, we'll, if it's we'll murder, ahead. if it's murder in the name of God, that's legal. According it's okay. In any ways, you'll be forgiven. Oh, oh, Saint Apollonia. Saint Apollonia. <laughs> There's not even a patron saint for um saint of dentists. I got I got a I got a worse one. I can't believe it. Okay, again, in this top six, the Saint Alexius. Uh a Alexius. Alexius. The patron saint of nurses. Okay. See see I'm doing this with Bridget. Mm -hmm. Patron saint of nurses and what do you think would be the the supporting item of nurses for patron saint? Just just off the top of your head, stethoscopes. I don't know. You're you're well. You're you're close. <laughs> it's uh it it is something that is worn by uh, some nurses. 
A hat? And- <laughs> you're Stop closer. Home. Yeah, you're you are closer. Yeah. Alexis is the patron saint of nurses and belt makers. You think oh. that's bad? Okay. You think that's bad? Saint Philip. Is that with a with an F or a PH? PH. Okay. One L. No. Yes. Yes. One L. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at that point. The patron saint of pastry chefs and special forces. How did those go together? <laughs> that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like that's an awful. Um... And now I'm reminded of the the story we had one Friday night about the uh, the composite that they used during World War II that apparently you could bake into muffins and eat, and it was perfectly fine up until you put a charge through it. Yeah. Now I I can I can get away with saying that I understand this one because my father in law was in the army and he was a chef. So I can get that one. I can get behind that one. It didn't no, it didn't make any sense. Or did he have something that looked like a the extruder or salad shooter for pastries? Now see, Ron Popeil's salad shooter, that's exactly who he's that's exactly who this guy is supposed to be for. Anyways, we want our cut. Yeah. Yeah. No matter so what we, you're doing, we want our cut. Yeah, it's it's what it comes down. And by the way, those of you that we don't want to just, hear about it, it's bad. But as George Carlin says, just can't handle money. I, I don't know how to pronounce this name. I, I always screw it up, but Y V E S. Eves. Oh, yeah, St. Eves. St. Eves, patron saint of lawyers. Isn't there a isn't isn't there a, like a, a big top ten about you know false uh, <laughs> lawyers as in hire a liar, which brings us back to our original topic. Yes, <laughs> if, if, if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, it works. and you know that's um, no, actually that that does circle it around perfectly because. That that's another thing I've been seeing a lot of uh, lately is, you know, not just logical fallacies, but just like some of the claims that people are now accepting as the norm. Like, I, I'm really getting the impression that a lot of humanity thinks of reality as a concept that it isn't even real. Um, that you know, um, just a brain in a jar, man. Nobody tests anything against yeah. reality. Well, and like this has been the, the biggest one for me is um, listening to a lot of uh, like I'm, I'm trying to get both sides of stories these days. So I do tend to go sometimes to the right uh, when it comes to media, because I just want to, I want to make sure that I've got all the facts before I decide for myself, whether or not somebody, something is saying is like true or if they're just, you know, lying out their ass. Don't be ashamed of that. You yeah, know, but the trouble is a lot. Well, yeah, and the trouble is a lot of these, um, a lot of these right wing guys now. Um, like the the one I always get a problem with are these ones that uh, as soon as you mention the word Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and, and, and the thing is, no, but but these guys are now standing behind the whole. Oh yeah, you know, just don't worry about Planned Parenthood because all they're interested in is you know ripping up apart uh, babies and selling them on the black market. Doesn't it sound programmed? 
it, it does. It, it does. And it, the thing is these days, it's like, you know what? The fact that you said that and the fact that it has been disproven over and over and over again, and I know people have hit you upside your fool head with the clue by four of truth on that by showing you facts, figures, documents, and everything else to state that what you're saying is a load of crap, but you still double down on it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but to me, your entire spiel up to like, including everything up to that point to me is now invalid. The thing with people, with, because with they have to make a joke out of it. And it's like, no, sorry, you're done. You're not a polit You're not a reporter. You're a bad, you're a hack comedian is what you are. And when you're talking about people like this, you, the hardest thing for me is to decide whether they're being genuine about their misconceptions or, you know, because we're talking about honesty. The first mm -hmm. thing you have to decide about some, somebody who's being dishonest is do they realize they're being dishonest or not? Oh, I'm pretty sure these guys do. And the thing is what they're doing is they're, they're pandering to their, their base, their crowd. Yeah. Uh, to get dim clicks, dim views and dim likes uh, from dim, dim wits out there who <laughs> don't, don't get it. <laughs> okay. I, 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 no, no, I know. I stretch with the alliteration there. Uh, uh, sorry, but um, I, I was looking for a word too. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that damn daily wire dare. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But no, it, it's just like, And it goes back to everything we've talked about, you know, with, with, with religion, you know, like, look, if you're going to say something like that, prove it because I will respect you a thousand times more. If you can show me and prove to me that you're right. And I am wrong. I mean, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I mean, hit me in the face with your facts, like bukaki me with facts Ooh. and I will respect you. Oh, oh, but, but, but wait, there's, you know, there's another thing that we're talking about logical fallacies and all that. Yeah. And there's another type of dishonesty that I'm beginning to loathe, um, which is selective reality. You make a selection of facts, you know, like somebody who would go to a, a pine forest and see an oak tree and they would take, they'd indicate the oak tree and to sit, to try to tell everyone that this is actually an oak forest. Yes. And that's why I've been kind of wanting to go and sort of get more sides to everything because um, I want to make sure that I'm not dealing with people who are doing that sort of selective um, fact thing. But what really bothers me is that people who do this often, um, one, don't realize, you know, that they, they just choose the oak tree because to represent their entire reality because it, mm -hmm. it matches their programming and that's it. Yeah. And well, really there's, there's no, if they're not skeptic, they're not even going to look at the rest. It, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that this thing corresponds to my programming or my survival. Yeah. yeah there's whatever. Yeah. There's a, there's a piece about this that you, uh, that just was just talking about that. Um, I think it's something really both important and dare I say terrifying the point of so much of this stuff can seem to qualify as programmed responses. And that's something that I don't know about the rest of you guys. Yeah. That, that, 
at first bothers me, but I really hadn't thought of it in those in those terms because get keep hit with the the same the same stuff over and over and over again from people, even though you've told them, look, it's wrong, it's wrong, and I can prove it to you, and I have proved it to you, and you're still using the same argument. Yeah. All, all they all they worry about is that whatever the rest of their clan is saying, you know, if what they're saying matches up with the rest of their clan's um, programming, because, you know, it's about a bunch of people following a unique survival, quote-unquote survival model, um, they're going to continue doing that. That's true. It, it would take a while for me to elaborate, but um, I really think humanity is divided between um, people who have learned to survive for themselves, like think for themselves, and people who haven't, who are condemned to imitation. And that's why we get all these programmed responses. It's just people who make absolutely no value judgments on themselves, which means that all these arguments we, we present to them, presenting the facts and asking them to consider the evidence and all that, it, it's lost on them because they've, they've basically they've never learned how to evaluate any situation. They've only learned to imitate. So that brings up an interesting question. We've, at, at some point or other, we've all had we've all had to make an argument and by argument, I mean, discuss and banter the, the merits of a cause or a position. I don't necessarily mean yelling and screaming. Just well, so yeah. A true, as I learned in interpersonal communication, one one a true argument doesn't have the emotional baggage that we Americans show on our television. At least it shouldn't. Yeah. It's not supposed to. Yeah, our argument, that is to say, in the Greek sense. Correct. Holy Um, When did you suddenly become the voice of reason on this group? What the hell did <laughs> <I do? laughs> How yeah, the hell do you know that? You know, there's I a good, a good um, point. He usually solves things with bullets. <laughs> it would be surprised. I am what? already. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not. I am. I am I am familiar with you know all the Greek philosophers and the original idea of an argument. Okay. Okay. Um, somebody, uh, somebody, somebody put in the in the thing that I got. I have to link us for the uh, uh, epic rap battles of history of the the philosophers because uh, that that needs to be in there at this point. Um, those, those good. I'm sorry. I just, I did not know that you were specifically. Familiar. I wasn't specifically familiar with that. So, good on you. That's the wonderful thing about autodidacts. One, if we don't know it, we can figure it out. And two, only autodidacts need to know the word autodidact. I thought that was a type of flying uber reptile from. You know, sixty-five plus million years ago. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. <laughs> if if you flap your arms hard enough. <laughs> and okay. there's also the classical Greek skepticism in relation with uh, the skepticism everybody talks about, uses, applies, uh, adheres to today. Okay. Well, the, the classical uh, Greek skeptic movement, which is kind of interesting, actually. Clarification purposes, the term autodidact is a 
noun that refers to an individual who has taken it upon themselves to uh, to learn something. They have or, they are self-taught. Or at least someone they, someone who has a CV that nobody will take seriously. <laughs> to quote Mark Twain, never let a formal education get in the way of your learning. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I, later, later. All right. So the, the point that I was going to get to, oh God, I've got too many things running through my head. I, I, I love the, the interview I had like a couple months ago I was, uh, in front of uh, uh, somebody who was asking me to do a web, uh, well, more than a website for them, actually an entire network. And I'm sitting in front of them and I've got this like huge list of past clients and all that. And the guy wouldn't hire me because I didn't have any education. <laughs> I'm going yeah. like, dude, you've got in front of you, you've got that I've been doing this for years. Society doesn't get autodidacts. Fair enough. Okay. So the, the, the point that I was actually going to be getting to before I was pleasantly educated Thank you. Uh, was the uh, the question that I'm kind of wondering now? Should we, when we start to get into these discussions, these arguments with people, do you think that it would be worthwhile at this point, or maybe even necessary, to fire off to start off by saying, "Look, I'm willing to have the discussion with you, and I'm open for you to prove stuff to me." And for you to change my mind, if you do, are you open to an information that will have you change your mind? And would you be willing to change your mind if I can prove to you that you were wrong? I'm kind of overstating it a little bit, I think, but at the same time, I'm trying to get the point across correctly. Should we... Should we basically throw down the gauntlet as as good knights in the quest for truth? And you know how much I hate the term truth. No, that I hate the term knights and such. You know, too many people try to stand for a cause and end up making absolute utter fools from themselves well, yes but I, I i was trying to use the 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 image of of you know throwing down the gauntlet or, or slapping somebody across the face which if you're going to slap somebody across the face to challenge them to a duel oh please use a steel gauntlet it's so much more satisfying at that point <laughs> i challenge you to a duel Nothing like uh, watching Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, yeah, I, my brain went there too. <laughs> what Thank about a, what about a rubber chicken? That's a, <laughs> I okay. That's the uh, that's the Rich Little version where uh, um, Robin Hood is played by Rich Little, who is playing Groucho Marx. No, I'm not. I can't confirm that he used a rubber chicken, but it would fit so well. Uh, Depends uh, on where you stick the rubber chicken. The yeah. For those of you that are looking through the show notes and you're trying to figure out um, what is this goof off, trust me, you're gonna love it. Let's just say uh, if you're That's gonna the use it, rubber I've ever used. If you're gonna use it, make sure you're in a well ventilated area because oh yeah yeah. Before I ever I never touched it. I had no idea what I was in for, and it was my 
first time that I ever had a solvent uh, give me a buzz before because all the other solvents I had used before were in well-ventilated areas. I can honestly say I hope that never happens again. Yeah, I use that stuff to pull uh, some metal labels off of a casing that we were installing for uh, uh, yeah, we were installing it uh, at a site and this this label had to come off and it had to come off perfectly because it was a professional office and that was when I got introduced to Goof Off for the first time and it's like, I wanted a bottle of that in my house. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Goof-off. No, Goof-off. Goof? Yeah. Yeah, that's literally what it was called, Goof-off. The, the uh, G-O-O-F as yes. in... Yes. Okay. If you think, hey, if you think that's bad, the wax that I use for my glasses, because uh. they're getting on in their years, and they're, they've got that nice, milky, scratched-up si- situation going on. Yeah, if... It, if you'd wind them up more often, you wouldn't have this problem. The the wax that I use is called cat crap. <laughs> well, here's a link to uh, goof off real quick from Ace Hardware. Isn't um, I've actually used this. Isn't there a brand of uh, wax for surfboards called Sex Wax? Sex Wax. Yes. Yeah, it came out in the eighties, if memory serves. It made. Yeah. Oh God, this was okay. Not intentional. It was. It just was the thing that came to me. I was about to say it made a big splash at the time because it was such a edgy thing and and I feel dirty. Okay, the, <laughs> the goof off that I was thinking of um it was involved with uh Weird Al Yankovic. So okay. it's a completely different goof off. Okay? okay, because the rubber chicken. So have, when you see you railed in a hurry. <laughs> I have to I have to share this. Just for just for giggles and shits, I, I went ahead and put cat crap two words into Google's, Google search. It comes up with the top of it being the shop for cat crap on Google. And the first four are absolute perfect hits. Please EK, tell me one of them is civet. EK, EK Accessories Cat Crap Anti-Fog uh, Lens Cleaner, available at Walmart for $17.95. Uh, we don't so- get any of that money. Sundasky.com, same thing for $5.93, uh, New Egg for $9, and the Cat Crap Care Kit for $11.99 from ZNZ Medical. Try saying that 10 times fast. But the fifth one and the last one that shows up just as you know the results page comes up Cat Exercise Wheel Blue from One Fast Cat, $199. Uh, $199. Somebody missed the boat on that one. Could be just a just a bit. By the way, uh, Trippin is uh, apparently knows his boogie boards and uh, said Mister Zog's sex wax. So yes, very good memory. Assuming that it was memory and you didn't cheat and Google that. Knowing, you know what? I'm. I could be wrong. I, I'm. Maybe Trippin's using Alta Vista. I could be wrong. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, you're old enough. You actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Thank you. God, I was good. <laughs> Man, I would not get nearly the same reaction if I was going to say that he was looking it up on Archie. I, wait, shit. No, Archie was for news groups, wasn't it? Yeah. Shit. God, it's been too long. Anyway, um, I, I can I can tell you as soon as I get out my AOL CD. You. <laughs> 
I will, I will pop you in your whore mouth. You cut that out. Start up next, Don't even Gabe. start with me. Don't. Well, anyways, the I, wax. I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna register my Netscape, but I was too busy playing. Uh, oh, oh shit! What was don't, it called? Uh, um, Mist. <laughs> okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta talk. I gotta say this. One. I, I mean, he, he was gonna register while I was buying a, a, a licensed copy of WinRAR. No, guys, guys. I have a Netscape story. Uh-oh. I have a legitimate Netscape story from not current year, but not I, that far in the past. Right. I'm going what? to. I'm, I'm sorry. I just. I'm going to assume <laughs> Daytona and not Dayton's. Mm. Anyways, I did. I did my first web development using Netscape. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I forget what it was called. Anyway, go, go on. Go the, on. the company I used to work for. Um, they had a government um, deduction thing off of people's paychecks. I, I can't remember what it was for. I think it was for savings bonds or something. But the idea was is that the controller, the accountant, would um, put together a file that would that would have the calculations for the deductions for everybody's paycheck who was contributing. And this file would then be uploaded to the government of Canada's um, system. Now, the fact that they were actually able to use the internet at that point was nothing short of a miracle because, uh, <laughs> yeah, let, let's just say um, the Canadian government is um, probably still trying to figure out how Vista works. No offense, Joey. Hey, I, I, I jumped ship on that one. Good on you. Anyways, um, so the controller's computer crashed hard to the point where it had to be rebuilt which as the IT guy, that was my job. So I wheel in the brand new computer. I get it all set up, get her email set up, get uh, everything I could um, off her old hard drive that was still recoverable. Got up and running, took about six hours. Not a bad part of the day. But then she comes to me and says, oh, I've got a problem. Okay. Yeah, I can't upload these files to the government account for the, um, for the savings bond thing. I'm like, okay, why is that? The year is 2008. And the requirement was a version of Netscape. What? No other browser could be used to perform this file upload because of the proprietary sense of security that the government of Canada had at that time. Not without reason, though. Um, but... <laughs> Because the alternative, where, yes, the alternative, but, yeah, but the alternative where could you find? Yeah, cute one. Uh, but where could you find a Netscape browser back in those days? Okay, okay. answer you couldn't because Nets, the Netscape site, as far as I could find, didn't exist at that point because I looked. I ended what up, year was this? Uh, I think it was, it was early 2000s. Okay, to, to be fair, I was just looking up uh, Netscape browser on Wikipedia because I was actually going to go looking for which browser I was using on the Amiga at the time. Yeah. And officially, Netscape was discontinued in March of 08. Yeah. So that's, that's, when, they, that's when they finally terminated it. Now, if you want to go find it, I'm sure you can. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it was a, it was a particular version as well that uh, was needed. 
and again, it wasn't something that was available on any site that I could find. I went home that night um, at great risk to my own computer safety. And I did manage to find it at a rather um, questionable place. Uh, let's just say I'm glad I had ad blockers at the time. Otherwise, um, hmm. the, the porn would have uh, taken me to very, very weird places. I would have taken you two days to close all the pop-ups. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I showed up the next day with that on a on my USB drive. She goes, oh, where did you get it? I just looked at her right now and I went, don't ask. And don't ever ask me to do this again. <laughs> And it was a couple of years later, the government finally uh, joined the 21st century and allowed um, IE related uploads with certain concessions and problems. Yeah, it's, but yeah, that, that was my Netscape story. It's okay. Funny enough, I actually did find the, uh, the web browser that I was using way back when a little something called iBrowse. Hmm. Not with a lowercase i, capital I, <laughs> but this was uh, this was back on the Amiga when uh, a graphical browser was um, a surprise at best. So yeah, that goes back a little ways now. That's that's a browser Frida would have used. <laughs> okay, I got nothing on that. Oh, the, the Mexican painter. No, uh, anyways. Frida Kahlo? Yes. <laughs> Again, Joey's showing that he knows a hell of a lot more stuff that he's ever let on for. Uh, I'm a uh, graphic design major. I would hope I know about Frida Kahlo. Or as some people like to refer to her, Miss Unibrow, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging. I think she was a fabulous woman. Um, Mexican, you say, huh? I believe so. Uh, yes. with, uh, with a unibrow. Okay. Uh, I was thinking Staten Island personally, but okay. It's fine. It's sure. Whatever. I okay. can, I, I should like pipe in the stereotype song in the background for this part of the show when I do this in post. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to do that. You know, it. no, I, I know because, uh, um, uh, yes. Born Johnson might come after me. Frida Kahlo, born July 6, 1907, Coyoacan, Mexico City, Mexico. So she's uh, 06. So she's dead today, is, is her age, right? 1954. Okay. July 13th. So precisely one week after her birthday. Hmm. Said there. Anyway, uh, so we got a you know, we got about a half an hour to, to kill over here. All right, so the um, let me bring you let me bring you guys uh, all back over to um, your logical fallacy is because there's a uh, uh, there's a piece about that that I want to make sure that we're all on board of. Mine's the echo chamber. Well. It's, we're always in our own little echo chamber over here. It's just the way we're... Anyway, there are things that you can do that might be worthwhile. And reminding you, we don't see any money over here because we don't deal with money over here. Okay? Just, just so you know that. You can get a poster. You can get some nice, nice-sized posters. Um, 
you can get playing card versions too, where they've actually got all the all the all the stuff on playing cards. Fifty four of them, as a matter of fact. So keep that in mind because they're 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 fun to just kind of go through. Hold on a second. Here's your card. I, I can I can see that being a, a wonderful thing, but the list of items that they have on the website are some of the easiest ones to spot. And when I kind of go through uh, one or two of them, just a couple of them real quick, because it, it, it's good to re- recognize these. The first one and the easiest one was the straw man. We hear this one used so often and so few times do people actually call it out for what it is. Straw man, you know what it is that you believe in? Because if you're going to talk about all this stuff, you must believe in the universe created itself out of nothing. So you believe in a universe made from nothing. And you have to believe that because you believe in evolution. No. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And I was I was gonna go down I was gonna go down a, a different angle, but I, there, there is absolutely no cognition going on there at all. Yeah. Just pattern yeah. matching. And again, that whole uh, programming thing, because you know you Keep hitting the same nail. It, it's more than just a concept. I'd call that a fact. And I mean, uh, I wish um, more would look at it that way because humans can be programmed too. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. Now, there's, uh, there's another one that's on here that I think is actually kind of important to uh, – important to mention even though it's going to sound like it's um it, it shouldn't be a thing it actually is and this is the one that's the most fun for me the fallacy fallacy okay the fallacy fallacy is basically claiming that somebody made a logical fallacy just a distraction because there isn't a fallacy that was made. Basically trying to blow smoke up, up somebody else to say, you, you, you did something wrong there. That, that doesn't follow because, because it doesn't. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly right. I did. I didn't, I didn't make a mistake here. It's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Or also known as the, the fallacy of grasping at straws. <clears throat> I think it should be uh, the the smokescreen fallacy, but it, sure, yeah, whatever. Uh, what was other uh, one of the other ones? The yeah, we talked about no no true Scotsman. Uh, oh, echo chamber. The n- not exactly. Well, if you look at Trump, he's a perfect example of an echo chamber. Yes, yes, but that 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 in and of itself is not the logical fallacy. However, there no, is one that goes along with that. Where actually, there's two of them. One of well, which is the appeal to authority. 
And I figured that's uh, partially the one that you were uh, might fit for what you're saying about, you know, people all right. glomming onto him. But authorities are the people that, 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 that dictate the, the behavior we're supposed to imitate. Funny enough. And the other one that uh, kind of banders along with that one uh, and tech, I, I'm pretty sure that the two of these together kind of fit what you're talking about there. The, Oh God, I forget what the, the Latin for it is, but um, basically the appeal to the populace. Argumentum ad, uh, ad popular. popularum. A popular. Yeah. Popular? Yep. I never yeah. took Latin. Sorry. It's all right. Loosely translated, it basically means um, the argument must be right because so many people follow it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Well, actually, you- I had a gentleman bring that up with, that, uh, with me at work. He uh, understands Simon Atheist, he respects that. Um, and he was curious to know, not to try to dissuade me, but curious to know that as I became aware that I was atheistic, when I look at back at how people throughout time, there were so many people who were willing to die for their faith, right? So many people who believed in their faith and, and everything else. How could I possibly look at that and go that there is no God if there's that many people willing to say, not only is there God, but I am willing to die for that belief. And that's basically... Joseph, wait wait for him to finish. And, yeah. and, and, and that's basically the fallacy right there, that just because thousands of people are willing to die for, an, uh, for a dogma or ideology doesn't make it true. I mean, we have people who are willing to blow themselves up in this world <laughs> to prove a point. Uh. And it's just like, uh, you're proving a point that you're going to real extremes for what you believe, not that your belief is true. I, I have an analogy that actually underlines what he's saying. Um, Go for it. Is, um, you, know, you know how Native Americans used to hunt buffalo mm-hmm. as a, they would... Uh, pick the leaders of the pack and they would start the herd running after these leaders. They get the leaders running. They basically they run the whole herd off a cliff and you know, the ones at front, um, the others behind would follow because the ones at front were doing it and that's it. And they'd all just end up. um, And people now, you know how they used to tenderize meat back in the day. But they didn't have to. That was a genius of it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Bunch of lemmings. Well, that's, I, I really think, you know, the hardest thing for people who actually think, the hardest thing for them to understand is that a good lot of the population doesn't think. And it's hard to put yourself in the place of someone who doesn't think once you learn how to. And I'm I'm almost angry at myself for just spending so many fucking years um, just, you know, believing almost as a religion that everybody can think, everybody can understand Dude, reason, everybody. I went through two different religions. Mm. <laughs> How do you think I feel? <laughs> Experienced. <laughs> Not in the right way. I've so had it for all of down. I was, I was going to say well used, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, there's I one actually, point. I actually did feel like when, when I finally realized that I was atheistic and, and that I didn't have any belief, and I looked back on the things in my life and the opportunities that were missed in different aspects of my life and the decisions that I made because of the beliefs that I had at the time, I was really pissed off. But I wasn't pissed off at a non-existent God. I was pissed at myself for basically following the bandwagon. And that's understandable. It's it's hard. Uh, it, it, it it's hard from the inside of it all to realize that you've been manipulated all through because you don't have any external frame of reference to work off of to understand it. Exactly. Which is part of the the whole thing about the echo chamber is that um, people will, it's like, okay, whatever you have to say, if it disagrees with my bias, I'm not going to listen to it. You know, just because uh, for, for some people, it's a case of they don't want to acknowledge that they've been taken advantage of for such a long period of time. I mean, and, and imagine if I took to that seven, that, that minister that I talk to every once in a while, he's in his seventies. Imagine if I was to find a way to convince him to, to change his belief through logic and reasoning and everything else. And he reflected on everything he did in his life in the name of his religion. I have no idea what that would do to that guy. See, that, that to me becomes the big point is, okay, so a lot of people, they like, like you said, Tech, you, you were pissed uh, when, you, when you finally got out of it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't go around trying to convince everybody that they yeah, shouldn't believe. But like me, I, I wasn't really, like, I didn't want to, you know, uh, bang my head against the wall when I finally woke up and realized it. It was just like, okay, the way I see it now is what do I do differently today as an atheist that, like, from what I was doing back when I was a believer? And that took me a little while to get to that point. Yeah, but about, about the only thing I can think of is I went to church once in a while. You know, I I didn't I didn't treat anybody differently uh, between when I was a believer versus now. Like uh, I had gay friends when I was religious. I had gay. I had um, black friends when I was religious. I had Muslim friends when I was religious. So you weren't a true Christian. I maybe okay, yeah. Someone could probably throw that Scotsman argument at me, but like the, the simple fact is, I said, yeah. But it's like what what has changed about me? About the only thing is maybe is when I, someone like Peter Popoff says, "I've got magic spring water," and I saw that commercial yesterday in the daytime. Sorry, no, it's I, I, I hear you. Okay, I, I Uncle, it, Uncle Kage it, should be bowing down to that guy for being like a cockroach. <laughs> There's a huge difference between before and after because, you know, like the Christian thou, thou shalt not kill. When you, tr- when you transition to autonomous thought, you understand perfectly well why you shouldn't kill. You know, the, the, yeah. uh, the bad effects on society, yourself repercussions you know we're social species it's destructive and all that you you understand all that but um in the christian mindset but me too i i think i was thinking critically at a very young age and um i was brought up in a christian 
well, not really household, but anyways, in tradition, because I was sent yeah. away to church. Um, I just didn't have any other options. And, you know, when it came time to get out into the real world uh, to see how things were, I just kind of discovered that uh, there was a part of me that never really believed. Yeah, I think um, I think the person that finally woke me up, believe it or not, was um, was Cheska Jujin. Uh, she did a post on FA uh, a while back, and I piped into it saying, oh, "Wait, I'm actually I'm more of an agnostic." And oh my god! <laughs> uh, to, to quote somebody else, "Wrong a word." <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, I, will, I will I will go on record as saying that uh, Cheska is my she's my sister uh, in arms. Um, there's another time. Another yeah, time. Yeah. Go, sorry. But, uh, go on. No, she, uh, she woke me up um, or basically rattled my, my head matter a little bit. And I think that's where I kind of said, you know what? I really, I need to think a little bit more about this. And I don't know if I entirely agreed with everything she said. You know, it's like, how dare you tell me who I am? Like, Sorry, somebody wants to slap a label on my head. I'm not going to take too kindly to it. I don't care who you say. I don't care. What, even if I'm fighting for the same cause as you, do not label me. Do not slap me into a box. Do not try to categorize who and what I am. You know, uh, it, if that's if, all they have, I, I know. But if you're going to, if I'm going to be pigeonholed, I'm going to do it to myself. And I will tell you what I am, what I think, what I believe, and the many facets that make up this body. Um, yeah, don't... Uh, Do you see what's going on here? Because you're, hmm? um, you're, you're talking about a communication between somebody able to uh, assess the situation and somebody who can't. So somebody who can't is going to try to put everything into boxes, into their well, own programming, basically. Yeah, because it fits their, um, it, it has to fit their model in order for them to reach that sort of level of comfort. You know, yeah. okay, so if you're, if you believe in this, then by default, you also believe this, 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 that, and the other thing. Well, no, not exactly. Oh, well, then you're, if, if you're not that, then you're this, 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 that, and the other thing there. Yeah. Well, and then, no. then you know, um, what and going back to what um, um, Tech was saying earlier, um, you know, anything that doesn't match the programming or doesn't fit in the box um, for somebody who adheres to that lifestyle, um, yeah. they it can go as far. It's a threat for them, yeah. basically. And you know, what do people do in reaction to us? There's no limit to what the reaction could be to a threat. Well, it's a threat to their very existence sometimes. Yeah. Like, Depends well, and, and, and what a blow to the ego it is when you find out that, um, you actually are wrong on something, you know, it's a humbling experience to not only be told you're wrong, but then to be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that, uh, yeah, you done fucked up. I don't think it, I don't think that registers that part of it. I think the part about being shamed does that. Well, I don't think the, yeah. the part, about being wrong. I think only the shamed part. Right? Well, I think it's more, it's the shame and the humiliation. The the fact that you are, you're not as perfect as you think you are. You're, you're not what? infallible. You're not 
adhering to the model perfectly. Yeah. You know? So, but instead of uh, you seeing yourself as flawed, you can't see the fact that the model itself is actually flawed. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, basically wrap us up with uh, with one last item. And uh, guys, I'm going to I'm going to have you guys kind of take a take a seat on this one so that uh, Bridget and I can talk through this one uh, briefly, because um, Bridget, this one actually ends up in your wheelhouse and uh, I'll show you exactly why the last logical fallacy I wanted to hit uh, very specifically for this reason is one that's called the appeal to emotion. The idea is that you put an argument that isn't out there with the idea of eliciting an emotional response, sometimes anger, sometimes disgust, sometimes fear or sympathy in order to win an argument. And I wanted to pitch this one past you because this is one that can easily fall into the medical area. And I will, I will uh, pitch this one over to you to uh, have you try to from, from your medical expertise, because this one is one that I had to deal with on a personal level. The idea for, for instance, people who are in final terminal stages of cancer grasping at any possible cure and hearing that something like uh, very specifically pomegranate juice could be used as a last ditch effort or oils of some kind or any other snake oil, if you will. Mm -hmm. And people will grasp onto whatever that emotional appeal would be in the hopes of, you know, buying some time because they're desperate, even though it won't work. Now I'm using that one as a, as a really bad example because it's, it, it's not exactly in the, in the realm but we, mm -hmm. you and I both know full well, people who are in those stages of, uh, especially for, you know, end of life, you know, it's, there are a lot of emotions to you know, do anything possible to try to salvage out a, a life, even though everything says otherwise. I mean, you, you've probably seen exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, people with, no hope of anything um, as far as extending life, spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to try to buy time and you, know, you see them die three or four days later, which is really sad. But there's another side to that uh, as far as like uh, trying to guilt people back into religion when they're on their deathbeds. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that angle or not, but oh, absolutely. I um, mean, that's that's yeah. That's, like, do you know what's going to happen to you after you die? And you know, don't, don't you need to get right with God because you've you just got a few hours left and uh, using fear that way. Yep, which is a twofer right there. It's the appeal to emotion as well as the uh, oh uh, Pascal's wager, all at the yeah. same time. The yeah, the bad one. Yeah. I think it, <laughs> yeah. uh, what was the um, 
who was it? The one who did that uh, Texas television program uh, that's still on the air. It's a, it, it, you figured out. It, the, it, the gentleman who also was doing like Twitch gaming and such, but he's a prominent atheist. Um, he did a remake of uh, how Pascal's wager would actually be if uh, on the atheist experience, uh, he, he was a host of the atheist experience for a while. Um, okay. Well, if, yeah, if, if you can, if you can find that particular, that would be, that would be great. I just want to rush this one along because we're kind of, running out of time. At the yeah, moment. And there was one that I ran into on Facebook yesterday, which was kind of interesting. Um, I mean, it, it was meant to be political, but it was also a medical thing. Um, someone had posted a picture. Not Dilla Hunty. Sorry. No. Okay. Um, but somebody had posted a picture of what was claimed to be fetuses that were found behind an abortion clinic. Um, that some man was washing and ritually burying. Um, and it had a caption on there about these are the quote unquote pro life libs here, and this is how much they value life, and blah, blah, blah. And the picture was legitimate, but it was several years old from Vietnam. Had nothing to do with anything here, but that was used to try to stoke anger and fear against supposed leftists for. I don't know, massively killing babies or something and that they're being hypocrites for caring about other children. Now, I also want to make sure that people understand that the appeal to emotion can be used in in a helpful way for a discussion. And uh, there are two of them that uh, I want to Again, specifically pull you too, because you would you would for well understand this one. I have to imagine that you would remember the incredibly famous uh, somebody put this in the in the in the show notes uh, uh, the text so I remember about this afterwards, the incredibly famous photo from the Vietnam War of the young girl naked running down the street after. I, I forget if it was a napalm attack or whatever the hell it was. It was napalm. Okay. That was, that is arguably one of the most famous wartime photos. Mm-hmm. And it elicited such an incredible emotional response. And that in and of itself would not be an argument for ending war in ending any kind of war efforts. But using it as a stepping stone to say, this is something that happens because of, can we talk about this, this outcome mm-hmm. and talk further into what should and should not happen? Oh, I mean, of course, um, on something like that, that does redefine the quote unquote rules of war and what is acceptable and what is not. And napalm is not acceptable, just like chemical weapons wouldn't be, mustard gas, things like that. You know, there are certain rules that people are supposed to abide by in wartime. And the point of it is uh, that I'm going with is you can't use 
you can't use the appeal to emotion on its own. But as a stepping stone tool, as as a way of saying, look, yeah, we can't we can't judge based on this, but this is this is a this is part of the outcome. So we really need to kind of look at what's going on in addition to everything else. And that's why I wanted to use that one as a, a stepping stone for this last one. Using the appeal in the U.S. legislative branch, the recording of the kids that are being detained, and I say kids when I mean more like infants, toddlers, toddlers, exactly, who are um, screaming in heart-wrenching distress. And they were using it in the chambers in order to make a point as to what's going on so that they can debate legislative pathways through mm-hmm. and being told, you know, would you please turn that off? Please turn that off. That's distressing. And they didn't for exactly that reason. Mm-hmm. And using that in and of itself to say this is wrong in and of itself doesn't get you points, but it gets people to listen a little bit further. And I'm kind of wondering, is that just because of sympathy? For me, it would be enough. Yeah. And it is a valid point. Um, I don't think in that case it's being used as propaganda. It's just pointing out this is what is going on and you need to be aware of it and consider what you're doing. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I was trying, I'm sorry. There was uh Katya had uh, brought up a, uh, a name earlier and I wasn't sure who that was directed at. It wasn't at me. So, um, sorry. I was trying to think of uh, who it was that was in that uh, in that photo earlier. It, uh, in any case, I'll have to uh, I'll have to try to I'll have to try to find that um, to put that into the notes for uh, for everybody. But um, I know full well that that one is probably one of the hardest ones to have to deal with because it's. It's not a traditional fallacy. It's it's emotional manipulation, which is um, I don't know any better way of wording it as well. In and of itself, it's kind of a dishonest tactic on its own. Well, a lot a lot of times it is if. Um, you know, say people tr- are trying to make changes that they want and saying, but, you know, think of the children when it actually has nothing at all to do with the children. Yeah. You hear that a lot. I think you know, what- as far as like movies or video games or anything, think of the children when they're trying to censor things. Um, yeah. 
yeah, when it it should really just come down to the actual data. Mm-hmm. So, um, we've only got a uh, we've only got a, a handful of moments over here uh, before we have to close up shop, and I'm I'm gonna have to disappear a little bit early because I'm a little I'm a little dragged. Um, was there uh, was there any last item that uh, any of you guys wanted to drop in that was uh, kind of feel good enough for important enough at this point, or are we pretty well run the gambit? I guess we'll. Here I go shooting my mouth off again, but um, I'll just occupy. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we started the show off talking about well, these guys did it, so what's wrong with us doing it? And I think one of the other, one of the best things we could do to respond, like, like you said, the best response you've heard so far was, yeah, it was wrong back then too. But I think one of the better argument, one of the better counters we should be saying is we expected better. You know, the, the mouthwash can go back and forth from one side of the mouth to the other. And one government can be just as corrupt as the one before it and claim that, well, the other one was just as bad. So what did you expect? Well, we expected better. We expected you to be better. So why can't you, what, what is stopping you from like, it's either, it's either that, or you know what? Both sides are just one side is just as bad as the other. So why bother? You know, everybody talks about go out, get out and vote. But, you know, if you're, if you're voting for this corrupt government versus this corrupt government, you know, yeah, it comes down to the lesser of two evils. But the trouble is now the the margin between the two is getting so close. You really can't tell anymore. It's, you know, it's one group of cronies versus another group of cronies. You know, either the Hatfields are going to get rich and the McCoys are going to get rich. But either way, you're still screwed. And both like, of them taking advantage of of yeah. non-critical thinkers. Yeah, but but those of us who do think critically are like, look, pal, we expected better. You know, but unfortunately, these guys have no sense of shame. Because the game's dishonest, so you've got two players playing a dishonest game. Yeah. Well, what argument can they have over the other? They can't. So the only result of that conflict is going to be violence. Yeah. And in the end, it's it's still going to be dirty tricks, exploitation, and the same shit, just a different day. And it, it's terrible to think, but I've not seen any kind of icon on either side in all these years who is actually going to do something better, who's actually going to be that better leader for the government. Because I mean, they let's face it; they may be the leaders, but they can barely contain their own people. You know, that's I mean, why for education. I mean, um, yeah. you know, autonomous thought, critical. It's. I used to say critical thinking, but I think autonomous thought it, it goes yeah. a bit beyond that. Yeah, there's uh, there's two things that came across over on the uh, uh, on the chat, and instead of me having any kind of last thoughts about it. I'm going to basically leave it to them. Stephanie had said animal farm. And the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that is 
all animals are created equal, but some are more equal than others. This is the first thing that I think of. And that in and of itself is a really sobering thought that people will accept that and expect it to be the way it should be. I don't personally, but I'm, I'm one of the weird ones. And Trippin had also, had also said this, and Stephanie had a follow-up. Trippin said, because they work for us, and it's up to us to change it from the bottom up. It's just going to take time. Things are already changing. Yeah. The the it, trouble is, yeah, like it, I know I've heard the thing, you know, we may not see in our lifetime, but things are going to change. But it seems to me that the the longer these the longer these ideal people are in the game and by the time they get to a point where they actually can be a major point of influence um they're they're lost you know I, it's, just, it's it's kind of just i'm i'm really losing faith in the so-called free world's ability to govern itself like it's to the point I don't trust anybody anymore. I could understand that. But um I'm not going to uh I'm not gonna go any further into it all. Uh yeah. except just to say that um for what it's worth, I have voted every opportunity that I could since I've been able to. And I don't regret it in the least. But that's as far as that goes. And like I said, I'm not going to go ahead and pontificate any further because right now we don't need it. So thank you, everybody, for being part of this all. I hope that all of you taking a listen and watching have found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and got something interesting to think about at this point. So let's just go ahead and thank everybody for uh, showing up tonight. And uh, thank you so much. So, Joseph. Thank you very much for your time and uh, good luck with all the stuff that you've been working on, man. I, I saw some very snazzy picture of you from once upon a time ago. You look good. Oh yeah. That was from like three years ago. Yeah. Facebook has been serving. I, I wasn't very active on Facebook for a while and uh, all of a sudden it started serving up. Uh, oh, what did they call it? Not nostalgia memories or whatever for this mm. stuff from like, years ago that I'd completely forgotten about. Uh, but I don't look at all like that now. No beard, no mustache. That's okay. Uh, but still. Well, thanks for having me on. <laughs> and uh, glad I could make it this week. No worries. Tech. I think it's almost time for your nap time, isn't it? Yeah. I'm getting exhausted. I mean, looking at Joey's hair, I can only do this for so long. In that case, I thanks mean, just so much. Back the '80s for me, you know. Not helping. <laughs> he knows where you live within a certain blast radius. Do you really want to tempt him? He's more than welcome to. You know, we, we've got military installations down here that I'm pretty sure can shoot most shit out of the air anyway. Yeah, Joey, just to piss tech off, get a mullet. 
That wouldn't piss me off. He'd probably fit in with some of the people down here. <laughs> yeah, Joey would have to change his name to Tino, and this have this would have to be. I'm, talk I'm going with- to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to withhold any commentary from my own self. Uh, at least as far as that part is concerned. But otherwise, thank you very much for your time this morning, Joe. You take care of yourself, huh? Uh, no promises. Not expected, as usual. Hey, I built my I built out my first RV. So, what are you playing? Uh, that that same space game that Sujin plays now? No, no, I built out my first RV. Oh, I thought you said Starbase. Man, I am tired. <laughs> no, I, my, my roommate purchased an old work van. I have converted said work van into an done. RV. All, Pretty much. Even with all the stuff you were doing to like the floorboards and all that other fun stuff? Insulation's in. Floorboards are in. Uh, the frames for the bed and all the... Uh, all the accoutrements are in. Cool. Uh, they're actually kind of living out of it right now. And, you know, leeching off my extension cord and my Wi-Fi. <laughs> the Wi-Fi is the cheap one. <laughs> Not sir. really, now. I don't pay utilities. Oh. They're included in my rent. Oh, there you go. Are you, do you plan on putting in, like, uh, the uh, solar panel on the roof of the van or, or the RV or Okay. With what we've spent already as far as plywood, all that stuff. Yeah. Many months down the line, which we don't have that kind of uh, capital. If you build your own panels, you come out to be about $100 a panel. Yeah. um... And I don't have the resources to build my own panel. That's a good point. Fair enough. Bridget? I'm sorry, I'm not making a bazooka out of bamboo and a rock. Not this week. Bridget, thank you very much for your time. You have Get Captain to... Kirk, though. Stop. <laughs> Good night, Hon. Good night. <laughs> People that want to listen to her musings by reading it, you can go find her blog over at <laughs> <laughs> whatever the frick it is just up and find it fine are you happy now yeah <laughs> bitch uh, Alan, thank you very much for your time this morning you have a good rest i plan to don't make me do it to you too no i know um of course, the, the much maligned uh, audio version of this show, I keep trying to get it going, but life, happens, just, but yeah, life gets in the way. Um, but that's over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Uh, my own musings on things that um, sometimes we touch on here, sometimes we don't, you'll find over at uh, inthewind.yo5.ca. And for those of you that are interested in catching up on Heretic Woman, uh, go find her over on Facebook and see all the stuff that she's been doing. Because she ain't posting shit right now, because I don't know what the hell she's doing. Woman, what the hell is wrong with you? Let us know what the hell you're doing, would you? Please? Huh? A little bit? All right, fine, whatever. Do me? 
No. no. Damn. Monster under the bed. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a long. It's a long story. It, oh my goodness. It's not all about you. I know. It's not all about you. This you. is. Yeah, I'll tell you when we get up there. This is not good. Fair enough. In the meantime, as was mentioned, if you want to check up all of the social media links and follow us links and everything, it's over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail message, I haven't really checked it recently. I really should. It's 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. And as was mentioned at one point or other sometime a long time ago, you can hit us at patreon.com slash HCTV. Anything that you contribute is just going to go to uh, server renewals. So um, anybody that's helped out, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, we will be back again next week. Let me just double check next week. Yeah, hey, I just realized next week it's going to be Canada Day. So happy uh, ahead of time Canada Day. You might be you might be too drunk to join us then, Dallin. Oh, come on. If I was that drunk, you know I'd be joining. That's yeah, a, a good point. You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe we should make it a drunk cast. No. No, we'll just drink a little bit. The last time I kind of drank way too much, I, I um, it, was a, it was a bad night. Yeah, now I do have to go and get something for that. Uh... Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, since uh, I don't drink anymore, um, maybe that night I'll drive. Well, anyway, uh, so yes, next week is going to be Canada Day, first of July, first of July. I didn't get that ST part out. Uh, weekend after that, however, is going to be a little bit dicey. That's Anthrocon weekend. We're not quite sure what's going to be happening with that. Uh, we'll try to get you guys a little bit better information uh, during next week's show. We'll kind of work it from there. All of you guys that have been over in the chat, by the way, thank you very much. Uh, Colleen, Stephanie, Trippin, uh, Katya. Oh, and, uh, and, uh, Roxy, who is, uh, over on the Discord server. Thank you guys very much. You take very good care of yourselves, and we really do appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We may not be making, you know, triple digits anywhere, but it doesn't matter. We're doing it because we enjoy it. So you'll take good care of yourselves and we will see you soon. And I've been looking forward to it myself until the next time we get together. Everyone, of course, as always, I wish you the peace. I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till next week. And the next time we get together, everyone. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>